With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Matildas take on Iran, 9.30 our time. It's happening in Perth. The game is a sellout. Let's go to former Matilda and part of the SEN commentary team uh, who aren't doing the game tonight. But we're looking forward to chatting to her, and that's uh, Alicia Canavas. Hello, Alicia. How are you going? Yeah, good. How are you going? Let's have a chit-chat first. Look, look, it's a sunny day in Brisbane. We can't complain up here. Nice and sunny and hot. I've heard different down south. (laughs) Yeah, we're about uh, 19 degrees here. It's quite pleasant. Hey, uh, how good is this, the Matildas? We're talking about it. Uh, Tonight's game at HBF Park. Capacity crowd, 20,500, sold out. Sunday, Perth Stadium sell out 60,000, then back at HBF Park, sold out again for 20,000 against a, t- a nation that's, you know, not, not traditional crowd pullers. Look, it's so good, and this is what we talk about off the back of the World Cup, and I think that interest, obviously, in the Matildas and their brand is, is so strong. I dare say the West Australian cohort didn't really get enough of the Matildas during the World Cup, so this is their no, opportunity no. to to be a part of it and get behind them in the next big campaign, which is, of course, the Olympics. The build-up, have you seen it? Because they didn't have to play in the first round because of the world ranking. Now the second round of the Olympic qualifiers, but it's been a gap. There's always that issue about what happens from one campaign to the next. How's the build-up been? Yeah, look, the team looked quite happy in camp, that's for sure. All of the footage that we've yeah. seen and, and the whispers from inside uh, camp, Matilda's, is, is very, very positive. I think... The big thing is they've obviously had a bit of a break after the World Cup and then all of their, I guess, domestic club seasons have begun all around the world. So more than anything, I think this first game tonight will be about getting that cohesion back for the team, number one. I don't expect Iran, with all due respect to them as a a playing group, Mm. to be too much of a threat right, for our girls, considering how well they played through the World Cup. Um, But definitely cohesion, I think, will be the main focus uh, for the group. And, and getting, I guess, the, the three points tonight will be very, very important. First time that uh, Sam Kerr's played in front of her home crowd in five years. How many minutes are we expecting from her? Look, she's the hometown hero, and I think it's it's really, really important for Perth, right? She is obviously mm. Perth-born and bred. Um, we've had some fantastic players out of Western Australia, Lisa Devanna, Colette McCallum. Uh, to name a couple of those who were slightly ahead of Sammy. And, and I do say without those players, we probably um, wouldn't have had Sam, Sam Kerr, to be absolutely fair. But she's a, the daughter of um, Roger and Roxy, and Dan Kerr is another famous name over in, in WA with his, I guess, career in the AFL as well. So mm. I think for Sam and, and for the family, very, very important night tonight. And she, I'm sure, is very excited and I assume will lead the team out um, in front of that home crowd this evening. Alyssa, Graham Arnold wasn't shy in pointing out what becomes legacies from the world game here in Australia. It is about people wearing the scarves, in particular politicians when events are on and then disappear when they're not. So yeah. what legacy is this World Cup going to deliver? How do we make sure it is a meaningful one now? Yeah, and look, I've always maintained like that this was the most important part of us 
getting this World Cup. Um, World Cups are one thing, and we know the crowds will come. FIFA are yep. very, very talented at putting on the best shows on the planet, in my, mm. in my opinion, and, and making sure that people are drawn into the spectacle. We did that very successfully uh, with New Zealand, I believe, in July, August. The challenge now for football in our country is to harness the interest, right? Um, to harness mm. the the spike that we, we naturally had and how do we translate that into our home game, into our domestic league? Um, how do we keep politicians invested so that investment mm-hmm. follows into the sport? And that was always going to be the big challenge. Um, we see it tonight with Brand Matildas being full. Um, the A-League, yep. it's better, but it's, it's nowhere near mm. where I would have expected no. um, to be harnessed. Uh, 1,500, 3,000 at a game is good, but... We can be better, yeah. right? So, so, yeah, so, so, so Graham Arnold's point about having to virtually scour the nation to find training venues, if we developed mm. a national base for the football game of the world variety, are we going to go through this argument, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and then Adelaide will chip <laughs> in? Where's the right place to do this? Yeah, I mean, we've seen the home of the Matildas out at La Trobe in Melbourne, right? Uh, that's yep. That's arguable about whether that will stay as the home of the Matildas. Um, yeah. Uh, look, traditionally, football's always been in Sydney, right? The base has always been yeah. Sydney or Get Melbourne. You. Yep. Uh, moving forward, do I see a likelihood of Brisbane being a factor? I would hope so. We have an with the Olympics game. as well. Correct, yep. correct. Coming up in in what eight years or so, and I think uh, the east coast of Australia will be a feature. Um, I don't like to shun Adelaide because, in my experience, Adelaide is such a, a stalwart for football in Australia. I mean, yeah, I would argue yes that good old Hind Marsh, as I know it, is one of mm-hmm. the greatest football pitches in the country. Um, so I, I don't like to write Adelaide off, but it'll really come down to what's coming up for football in our country. Where are, where are the games being played? Where are the matches being played? Where are the major tournaments being played? I dare say with the Men's World Cup in uh, the U.S., 2026, with our qualification beginning there as well. Um, and, of course, the Olympics in L.A. thereafter, uh, the East Coast is looking pretty strong, right, for travel and, and things like that with our qualifications. So, um, look, it, it makes sense. I, I would say Brisbane, but I'm a bit biased. <laughs> yeah, no, understood. understood. Uh, uh, Alicia, the, the nation has a real appetite for the Matildas now. That was highlighted by 60 Minutes doing a wonderful story. Did you see that story? I did, and I thought it was brilliant, yeah. a really, really nice piece. I, I thought it was superb, and you just felt like you were getting to know the girls a lot better, and uh, they were all so impressive, the way they present themselves. But Mary Fowler, for the youngest in the team, I just think she's unbelievable, and the sky is the limit with the opportunities for that young lady. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of Mary and her story, number one. Her family story, I think, is really, really special. Mm. Um says a lot about... I guess, um, immigration kids, right, in this country and, and how far things have come, uh, particularly in football. I think immigration is such a big part of the fabric of football, and I think this is a really lovely story. Um, their commitment as a family to, to football, but in particular Mary's football, is outstanding. Um, and also for her age, her ability to engage with, yeah. with people of all ages is just sensational, but she's just so articulate and so calm um, I think she's a future captain of our team. I said that a couple of years mm-hmm. ago when I first saw her. I thought definitely future captain material, and she's just got a good head on her shoulders and feet on the ground. It's it's really nice. 
And so too, Mackenzie Arnold. I found it really interesting with her hearing impairment and uh, her yeah. going public with that and how much support that's given a lot of youngsters. Yeah, that, that's a really special story. I was actually telling my mum about that during the World Cup and my mum in particular said, wow, hasn't sport changed? And people or athletes like her changing sport and making, yeah. I guess, yep. impairments more visible. How special is that? And showing kids mm. who, who might struggle with that as well in their own right, youngsters going, well, if Mackenzie Arnold can do it, then I can as well, right? So I think... Stories like that and making these girls uh, more visible, it's, it's really, really lovely. Every campaign, be it Olympics or World Cup, allows an opportunity for a new name to become a household name. Mm-hmm. By the time we get to Paris, and let's hope that the Matildas <laughs> are there in Paris, who will we be talking about other than Sam Kerr and the company we saw during the Matildas World Cup campaign? Look, I think um, Courtney Vines made a real name for herself since that mm. infamous penalty shootout and I dare say yep. before, look, before the World Cup not everyone knew Courtney Vine. Uh, she's an A-League player, she's stayed in the A-League, she's not one of our players that's playing in big leagues overseas just yet. Um, Claire Hunt is another one who was absolutely outstanding through the World Cup. I dare say she'll be one of those players that starts to rise now as well um, and in reality we need that. We need these younger players to start to come through mm. become household names but keep their performance up as well because Post-Olympics, I predict a very different-looking Matilda's team. We're going to see some retirement. Um, that's inevitable mm, in all yeah, sports. Yeah. But we, Lydia Williams, Claire Poulton-Horn, um, certain stalwarts of our team, that uh, they're on that fringe now of retirement. And I dare say they were sticking it out for the Home World Cup and, and for the final Olympics. So um, Claire Hunt, Courtney Vine, uh, two key names, I think. And we've touched on Mary Fowler before. That'll start to really rise uh, post-Olympics, mm. I think, as well. Well, Alicia, you are our expert and you're an absolute beauty. So all the pressure's on you. I want the results for the three games coming up tonight. Uh, Matildas v Iran. What's the scoreline? I had a really good run during my predictions in the World Cup. This is a bit of pressure. Yes, Um, you did. (laughs) I'll say 3-0 tonight, Matildas against Iran. Okay. On Sunday against the Philippines in front of 60,000. Big game. Big, big game. I'd say the, the Philippines is potentially, uh, there's a bit of room here for a little slip. I won't say we'll lose, but there'll yep. be a slip. I'm going to say 2-1 Matildas against the Philippines. Okay. 2-1, yep. good. A lot, a lot of scoring. Okay, Wednesday, yep. November the 1st, uh, Matildas v Chinese Taipei. Oh, I've played Chinese Taipei, and they're not an easy team. Not an easy team, but I think we'll wear them down 1-0 Matildas. One nil. Oh, you know I've written these down. So that's three nil, two one, and yeah. one nil. Uh, Alyssa, really appreciate your views. Love the way the Matildas, as we mentioned, have captured the hearts of all Australians. And uh, gee, to have it sold out like this, you you would not have imagined this back when you were playing as a junior. Never, never would have imagined it. Mm. And it's it's one of those things that makes us so proud for our sport. Um, we we do feel it's overdue. But timing is everything, and I think it's so important now that these players are blessed with these opportunities that the sport now get behind them and and harness it for the future. And do the right thing by Arnie. When you see a politician this coming week, ask them where they were hiding their green and gold in the interim. 
Exactly. Well, look, I, yeah. I'm sure. Do I'm it. sure there are a few of us peppering them. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Do it, Alicia. Don't do Rich's dirty work. You ask. It's Rich. Graham Arnold's work, <laughs> not mine. But I'm there in support. Alicia, really appreciate your time today. No, thanks, team. Thanks for having me on and go the Matildas.